1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: You're listening to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia.
0: Yes, it's your Tuesday afternoon Cricket Fix with Travis Wakeley and Gemma Barsby today. We're excited to be here. We've got a huge show ahead of us today. Carl Hooper is coming on the show to talk all things West Indies cricket and talk about that historic win-up at the Gabba. Luke Robins from the East Torrance Cricket Club is a former Redback who has taken six wickets on the weekend in a game which... 24 were taken for the day and it's only halfway done so looking forward to hearing from Luke about how they set up that second day of the two-day contest against Kensington and then our new segment it's Gemma's report card without notice Gemma is going to give some marks to different cricketing moments around the country over the last couple of weeks you must be excited welcome to the show.
3: Yeah, thanks, Trav. Afternoon. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous for this segment. Obviously, you sprung it on me on our walk into here today, so <laughs> I'm very nervous to see um, yeah, what you have to get me to report on.
0: I'll let that simmer away for you a, for a while, but let's talk a little bit about your Scorps yesterday. So, obviously, the team couldn't quite get the job done over Victoria. Um, tough day, but great to play in Adelaide Oval as well. But how, how are you feeling after yesterday's game?
3: Yeah, obviously very disappointing. We um Yeah, we had the perfect opportunity. A day-night uh, game at at Adelaide Oval, something pretty special and yeah we're coming up against a pretty good uh victorious side so we knew we were gonna have to put a really good performance together to to get over the line but unfortunately yeah we probably in all three facets we'll were, we we're very much off yesterday and yeah it's probably been the the story of our season where in probably in previous years we've won those tight games and we've been able to to fight through and and in those yeah tight battles be able to stick it through and, and get the wins where probably this year that's probably been our our downfall and um yeah, we haven't been able to string a really good performance together yet, but we've got three games left and we've got a game tomorrow against Victoria again. So hopefully we can reflect on yesterday of what what we did. Well, firstly, what we did well and what then also what we can work on to to bring into tomorrow and then our last two games against New South Wales as well.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? I know you're the captain of the side and, you you know, team success is what we're all about. But for yourself yesterday, a personal best score of 78 and I was watching your innings uh, and I don't know, you had a bit of a swing early, a little bit of a drop catch uh, in the infield as well, which um, looked to be honest, I would have dropped as well, but um, you must be, you're seeing them well at the moment. You had a couple of good innings. So how do you, how do you feel like you're hitting them out in the middle at the moment?
3: Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a bit scratchy to start off with yesterday. Obviously, yeah, gave that chance, but you got to have some luck in cricket because there's a lot of times where it doesn't go your way so um you got to cash in in those moments so I think it was yeah I think I got dropped on about 7 so to out of then go on and make 78 which is um at Adelaide Oval which is pretty special but it obviously hurts then to not be able to get across the line obviously we probably were obviously below par with 210 but um I thought we probably gave ourselves a, a chance to to win there with a score on the board and we had to come out and bowl well but unfortunately we didn't do that they were, one for 50-odd after 10, which isn't um, the ideal start that we wanted. So, we're kind of on the back foot from the start in that as well. But, yeah, on a personal note, it was, yeah, something pretty special. Was, um, yeah, there's still room for improvement, but I'll definitely take 78 any day.
0: Absolutely. And you know what? You're, you've are you got another special moment happening tomorrow. So, you're backing it up for another game at Karen Roltenoval. Yep. Um, And it's your 100th WNCL game. Congratulations.
3: Thank you very much. Yeah, it makes me feel very old, I. I kind of already knew that I was old, especially in the score that we got at the moment, but to win, yeah, the 100th game, well, when I found out that I'm playing my 100th WNCL game it makes me feel very old, but also, yeah, what an, what an honour and privilege to even play one WNCL game, to, let alone 100, is um, something pretty special. And, yeah, I guess after tomorrow um, and be able to reflect on, on my careers thus far, and hopefully I can add to those games, and hopefully we can get a win tomorrow to make it even more special.
0: You're still young, Jim. Plenty of years to go. Plenty <laughs> of years so. to go. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've obviously had some great test cricket um, over the last couple of weeks, particularly the game at the Gabba. Uh, obviously, as Australians, we, we're disappointed when Australia use, lose usually, but on this occasion, I found myself quite okay with losing to the West Indies. How did you, how did you think the test match at the Gabba went?
3: Yeah, it was um yeah, there was obviously a lot of talk of about a day night test at the Gabba and obviously usually a day test match there they get produce a result as it is. So I know there was a few skeptics around about a day night test at, at the Gabba, but I thought it was really exciting. Obviously not the result Australia wanted, but it was an amazing result and for West Indies and West Indies cricket to to show that they are still on the on the improve, obviously they've had some pretty rough years, but um twenty seven years in the making to to be at Australia is something pretty special and yeah, to have Carl on to to talk about that. I don't think we'll be able to um keep him quiet with with how proud he was. You saw that in the back of the box he started to, to tear up after they won, even Brian Lara as well. So it just shows how much it means to them and um yeah it was it was um it was really cool to to watch that last last hour or two in the test to see what was going to happen, especially once it got down to single figures that Australia needed, that it could have been, um, could have gone either way. And I think it was, yeah, pretty interesting tactics there with Steve Smith being there with Josh Hazelwood and, um, given a two balls, uh, to face where it's kind of like, obviously in hindsight, now you look at it and be like, should he have probably taken a face a few more of those deliveries to, to hide Josh, Josh Hazelwood. But, um, yeah, credit to West Indies that they're able to fight through and win the test match.
0: Absolutely. And, um, Shamar Joseph, what a player, and let's hope he keeps playing test cricket. We're going to talk to Carl Hooper, like you mentioned, about that today. Uh, Now, ICC Awards, we love our South Australians getting recognised for amazing performances um, and consistent performances. We have, I don't think, any more consistent performer in women's cricket than Megan Chute. What an incredible uh, achievement for her, again, with... Making the T Twenty international team of the year, uh, you play with with her at the at the Scorpions and Strikers. What would that mean to her, and and what's she like as a as a teammate?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty special for her. She she's been consistent for the Scorp Strikers and Australia for a numerous amount of years. And yeah, credit to her that even though um she's getting older and the game's uh, progressing, that she's been able to keep up and and continue her high standards and and bowls those tough overs and continues to to perform at. Each level she she goes at, and yeah, she's an amazing teammate. She she keeps it real. She'll shut you down when she feels like you're you're going down the wrong path. But then she also has that soft spot that she doesn't like to show often. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely there, and she's an amazing teammate. It's um it's just amazing to see that she's getting recognised still, and hopefully um yeah she can continue to do that in Australia, and then um and then when and when she gets that opportunity to come back to Scorps level and strikers is that um that we get to learn off her and all her experience at that elite level.
0: And, of course, Travis Head. So a very well-deserved position in both the Test Match Team of the Year and the ODI Team in the team of the Year. What do you think of Travis's performance? Obviously, we'll forget that the gabber <laughs> ever happened. We'll think back about Adelaide where he turned up in an important game. But, um, yeah, obviously an incredible performance from Trav this year.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's probably going for on and off the team uh, – off- on and off the field, the, this award for him. But, yeah, he's had an amazing summer. Obviously, he was coming off a broken wrist and got thrust into that World Cup um, side and, and piled off the runs there. And then, yeah, into Adelaide over here for the, the tests as well. And, um, yeah, he's had a pretty amazing summer and, and credit to him. And he's going to definitely be up and around there for the Allen Border medal tomorrow night.
0: Totally. Alex Carey, a word on him. He made the Test Match Team of the Year. Congratulations, Alex. You're an absolute star. 54 dismissals. Which was the second best was thirty one. So wow. that's that in in itself is is amazing. Ten stumpings. Stumpings are so difficult. Now I'm I'm, you know, I'm no wicketkeeper myself, <laughs> but I'm sure Bridget would be able to tell you how um, how tough this it is to um, to take a stumping. He's taken ten. His next best competitor two. So just huge disparity between him and his his competition, and he always contributes with the bat when he needs to. Always he, he did it again uh, at the Gabba, another um, rapid fire fifty when the team were really really struggling. Um, a word on Alex and just his professionalism and and so well deserved his spot in in the Test team of the year.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And to think that at the start of the Test, yeah, at the start of the summer that he had so much scrutiny on on his shoulders, and to think that Josh Inglis was potentially going to take his spot for this summer and, um, yeah, look at the stats that they're, they're unbelievable. And especially in tests to, to take that many stumpings, you could be out in the field for a number of days and to continue to be on alert, especially to, um, having to, to keep to Nathan Lyon, the goat. Um, yeah, I think that's where a lot of those stumpings are and, um, yeah, credit to him and he's been yeah consistent with the bat as well. So you, like you just said, he made quick five fifty 50 against the West Indies there and, um, yeah, to have that all that pressure of the media on top of him and then for him to come out and perform when, when it matters, it's a credit to him. And he's just a genuinely nice bloke as well for him to be in that setup. He hasn't changed. He just goes about the way he is. He's such a family man. He's such a team man. And, yeah, a credit to, to Alex.
0: Yeah, I couldn't have said that any better myself. So... With Premier Cricket as well, there was plenty happening in the Premier Cricket space on the weekend. And I do want to give a huge shout out to the West Horrens District Cricket Club, your your club, uh, who have taken out the T20 final at Adelaide Oval on Sunday night. Uh, Huge congratulations to Kelvin Smith uh, and Daniel Drew in particular, who put on a sensational, uh, both put on really rapid fire 50s. Bailey Capel at the top of the order as well. And then they happened to have a, a up and coming fast bowler by the name Spencer Johnson coming and bowl the first over of their bowling innings and took a huge wicket, a friend of the show, Jake Winter on first ball of the innings. And it was just felt like they had control of the game from there. So a huge congratulations to, um, to West Torrens for taking out that title. Um, we do have a special guest coming up on the show uh, very next. So that is Luke Robins. So he took six wickets on the weekend uh, in a, crazy game of cricket between the East Torrens Cricket Club and Kensington.
2: So we're going to hear from Luke right after the break. You're listening to the Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia. Welcome
0: back. It's Tuesday afternoon. We've got a big, big week of cricket ahead of us. We've just had a big week of cricket and someone who's had a fantastic weekend at a cricket ground, a local cricket ground, playing for East Torrens against Kensington. Halfway through a two-day contest at the moment, um, and this guy started pretty well. It's Luke Robins from East Torrens. Luke, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And tell us about this game. So, I briefly mentioned at the start of the show, you're one day down in a two-day contest, uh, playing against Kensington at Kensington, and... There's been 24 wickets fallen in in one day of cricket. So what, did you have a pretty spicy wicket out there?
4: Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a bit different to the um, two for 380 against West Torrens uh, <laughs> last time out bowling. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's a fair bit of grass, and then we get um, I think the 40 mill of rain on Thursday probably helped that. Yeah, um, and then uh, there was some pretty good bowling and some some also some really good feeling. I think there wasn't a catch drop for the day, and a lot of the wickets were caught in the cordon or um, you know in you know, some, some pretty tense moments and some pretty big catches as well.
0: Yeah, well and talk to talk to us about your own your own game there. So you've uh you've taken six for thirty nine or fourteen over, so you must have been feeling good coming out of the hand?
4: Uh yeah, you know, you you get feel good confidence when you see your own team get bowled out for fifty on a wicket. you feel like it's probably a chance if you can just get it down the other end. Um so yeah, we we we, were, we had a sniff as well for a little bit there. I think we had them five for twenty five or five for twenty six. So we were definitely a chance. Um but yeah we just a bit, little bit, little bit short on the on the run side. I think did not get rolled out for fifty, unfortunately.
0: But you're back in now. So in terms of the the game situation now, you're four for one hundred and ten um, with with a, a day to play. So how do you sort of tackle that? And one of the tricky things, I suppose, about being Premier Cricket, you're playing two day cricket across two weekends. So you might have a completely different wicket out there.
4: Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one because I, I mean, per the rules, you're meant to have the you know the same wicket each week. But I don't think they're going to have you know 40 mil of rain in the forecast later this week so it's going to be hard to justify leaving the sprint car on friday night so um yeah it, it is always tricky but the game's in a bit it's in actually a really good spot for i guess the contest you know we've got a we've got a lead of almost 100 um we lose jake lehman to the to the shield game later in the week i'd assume so um we'll have another player slash in so i think i think my, my brother is coming in for, for Limo this week, so he's going to get his chance to open the batting. Oh, you can um, give him a few tips as then. A, as a bowler. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we're, we're basically just going to try and do what we can now to get 10 points out the game. Um, yep. So And we've done really well this year at you know, scrapping away for points, whether that be batting for, for draws um, or getting ourselves out of some tricky spots. So, you know, that's going to be the difference for us, I think, at the end of the year, whether we finish... You know, fourth or fifth, most most
0: likely. Yeah, absolutely. And talk to us about East Torrens because uh, obviously they, you know, it's great to have um, our premier cricket competition and clubs supporting the the growth and development of, of our players for hopefully state cricket as well. Um, how have they supported you over the last few years? Obviously, you've um, spent some time at the Redbacks, which is great. So, how have you find, found sort of the transition between those two systems? And um, I suppose how are they how are they supporting you moving into whatever it is that you're looking to go into, is it, you know, back into state cricket or, you know, you obviously work as well. So how do they support you through that, um, through that progress?
4: Oh yeah, they've, East has been brilliant for me, like every step of the way. Um, I came down as a 17 year old from Darwin um, and I'd played a couple of games here and there um, when I'd been down and I had family links. dad played for the club. Um, So, you know, they're really keen to get, um, to get me down and playing some games and, it's such a great family club. You know, it's always been welcoming, like, you know, mum does afternoon teas and play with my brother, dad played for a long time. Um, and there's a lot, of, a lot of people who have siblings or extended family playing through our grades, which is awesome. Um, and then from like a developmental standpoint, um, you know, I've always been looking to challenge myself and be challenged by um, the club, whether that be batting higher, bowling with more responsibility, um, captaining when I was reasonably young, um, you know, we, we haven't had a, we've had a little bit of success on field, like in white ball formats and probably haven't had it in the red ball. Um, but that's not for a lack of trying. We've, we've got such a great um, junior setup. We've always got great young players coming through. Um, so, and we've always been really good at giving opportunity to, to, to young players. Um, you know, it, it probably has brought us undone a little bit sometimes where we've got some inexperience, maybe in crucial times, but those players go on to flourish, you know, down the line, which is really great. And at the end of the day, you know, great cricket's, Main role is to produce first-class cricketers, and that's what East Torrens is about: is producing Australian first-class players. Um, and it's got a really great track record of, of doing that in a pretty small, you know, po- population area, um, where you know we've pretty much got all the promising young juniors that you head out to Ross Trevor College, and now we've got a couple of guys who are at PAC playing college cricket, who are in the um, playing the 17s who are really promising. Um, so yeah, it's it's really good, and you know, the club that always gives opportunity young players and. And I really applaud, like, the, the leadership we have there. of Our prez Craig, Craig Bradbrook um, and Wayne Bradbrook was coached for a long time as well. And even now, we've got a club junior who's come through the system, played in, you know, been around state, underage squads, play a lot of agro cricket, and he's now coaching the club. And his family are the major sponsors of the club. And he's played 100 games. And, you know, his partners are always there. Like, it's just a great family club to be at. Um, and that's, you know, a great thing to develop your cricket at and, and hone your game.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's something pretty special to build, especially at the club land where you're kind of more playing for the the fun of it. And off the back of that, and you probably, um, you've kind of led into it there, um, who are the up and coming stars that we should look out for at at East Torrens?
4: Uh, I think the one that jumps off the page at the moment is probably Campbell Thompson. Um, I think he was the Jason Gillespie rookie of the year last year in the grade comp. Um, He's played a little bit of second 11. Um, He's got, he's a left armour, so he's got that X factor that. Um, you know, every every team is looking to add to their to their team. Um, he does a lot of a lot of work um, training with the different soccer squads at the moment, which is great for him. Um, he and he always wants to learn, which is like really exciting to be around. As like an older fast bowler, he's always asking what he can do better or, or what he can work on. Um, and he's got a, a bit of grit about him too. Like he's, he's got um, osteoarthritis at the moment, but he still wants to bowl all the time. Like he, the the boy can hardly walk, but he still wants to bowl in his hand, which is you know, something you don't see a lot in young fast bowlers is you know wanting to bowl through pain and understanding that you know you're not not going to feel 100% all the time. So he's he's definitely probably top of the pile. He'll I'd like I'd like to think he'll be do- you know doing cricket as the job in the next couple of years. And then a couple of guys in the 17s who've just been away. Um, Blake Roberts, who's a really good, really good looking wicketkeeper, um, solid technical bat, and then Luke Zabo as well, who's you know a nice big, tall batter who I think if he can develop um, and you know, keep pace with the other younger guys that he's with as they get bigger and stronger, and he maintains that advantage he's got with his size. Um, he's going to be really hard to bowl to um, for for a lot of teams, and yeah, the sky's the limit for those two as well.
0: Sounds exciting. Well, um, the the other the other part of it as well is you've you've given a couple of your young teammates a bit of a pump up there, but is there any teammate that you just find? super annoying that um that just is a you know we should watch out for in a different kind of way around the around the local cricket traps
4: i think you spend enough time with these guys they all annoy you at some point um <laughs> uh, i i have a feeling you might be alluding to one of your colleagues at the soccer <laughs> <who Michael laughs> um but I, yeah you know that's that's part of it it's, it's it is a you know it's a family club you end up like siblings in the end of by the end of the day i mean Getting, getting to play with a sibling is obviously not something everyone get everyone gets to do, but you sort of feel like you got 10 of them every weekend. Um, so, yeah, Michael Cormack's top of that post list for sure, though. <laughs> oh, look,
0: I thought you might say that. but
4: <laughs> Let him hey, in nicely. <laughs> that's right.
0: Hey, Luke, you played some first-class cricket and um, list-day cricket in 2018-19 for the Redbacks, and... Um, you had a couple of nice moments. So first class, um, first class debut. You took the wicket of your first wicket was Mitchell Marsh, who was the WA captain as, as well. And then uh, your List A game, you uh, took the wicket of Glenn Maxwell. So a couple of handy scouts there, mate.
4: Yeah, no, it's a very, um, it's a, it's a very exclusive list to be on. Yeah. wicket. The <laughs> uh, there were a lot many of them. So, no, nah, the, the great experiences that, um, you know, I look back fondly on them now. But I'll look back even more fondly on them when I start to, um, you know. You know how big the fish and <laughs> you know, get bigger and bigger as the story goes on over time. So um, no, I'm really privileged to be able to play, um, especially first-class cricket for, for South Australia, um, and and to do it, yeah, and, and to perform and have moments like that is great. Obviously, you know, i would like still to be doing it now, um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where you know you, you probably don't realise how lucky you are to do it until you have some time to think about it. And playing junior cricket in the in the NT, um, we had like an unbelievable group of players, a couple of age groups above me, starting with like Darcy Short and Kane Richardson, and then my age group, which was Jake Weatherall, Tom Andrews, um, Pat Pildall, who was contracting with New South Wales for a year, and some other guys who have played a lot of um, second 11 cricket. Um, really lucky to be in that group uh, and really lucky to go on and, you know, get, get um, ID'd and be able to come to a state that was willing to give me a crack. Um, and then, yeah, to have some of those little bits and pieces in there you, to, Especially like at the you go and coach kids cricket and stuff, and they go, "Oh, Glenn Maxwell, he's a great player." Like, yeah, I got him out once, and they go, "Oh, <laughs> really?" No. Um, and it, and it, uh, yeah, so I do always preface that with the I did get him out another time, but it was a full toss down leg like went straight up. You like, need those highlights yeah, it's on one YouTube. Of those you, yeah, it's, yeah, the lowlights almost. Um, <laughs> short, short, short careers are interesting because you do have the highlights, but you also have you know the level of you only played a few games, so. No, nah, it was great fun. Um, wouldn't change it for anything. Just really lucky to get there in the end. Um, and worked really hard for it. So I'm really proud of it.
3: Yeah, do you have any aspirations to, to get back into the Redback squad or are you happy just um being that senior bowler at East Torrens?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably done with the pursuit of it. Um I, I'm I'm really enjoying, yeah, being around guys like Campbell, um and like Dylan King, some younger bowlers that we have who just wanna learn, um and sort of try and set the table for them to take over the mantle as the main bowler um, you know in in the coming season Uh, I I get a lot out of out of that side of the game and sort of trying to like impart the knowledge that I've gathered over time onto others that sort of want to learn it and we have a great group of guys who want to learn it so I'm really just focusing on that um, for the moment and yeah I think my my pursuit of cricket is yeah is definitely done and dusted.
0: <laughs> well, mate, you've got a big game and you've got a big season still ahead of you, and um and hopefully a long career at East Torrens. And like you like you said, supporting those younger guys uh, that can be you can live through their success as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Luke. It's been great to chat and hear your story. And um we uh, will be watching with bated breath to see what the the wicket's like and what the game produces on Saturday.
4: Yeah,
0: as will I. Great stuff, Luke. Thanks for for coming on. That was Luke Robins from East Torrens Cricket Club. A great chat. So coming up next, I am throwing some hand grenades at you, Gemma. Some it's gonna be your report card without notice. So you're not gonna know what's coming at you and you're gonna give some grades and some explanations as to why that you've given the grades
2: you have. So looking forward to getting into that right up next. You're listening to The Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia.
0: Yes, welcome back. We are excited. It's the first ever edition of Gemma's Report Card Without Notice. This is our new segment, Gemma. How are you feeling?
3: Yeah, some would say you would be excited. I'm a bit nervous with this. I don't know what's coming, obviously. So... (laughs) We'll, we'll see what happens. I'll let
0: the listeners in. So we, you know, we plan. We usually plan out a show. We've got a few little, few little notes on each of our guests, and we and we plan out what we're going to talk about. Well, today I have wiped this from your <laughs> from your brief today. So we are getting straight into it. This is Gemma's report card without notice. What we're gonna, what we want is we want a grade, a school grade, uh, pluses, minuses, all that sort of fun stuff. And then a bit of an explanation as to why you've given the grade that you have. All right? Yep. You ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So item number one on Gemma's report card is the Australian men's cricket team, test Summer. Four wins, one loss. A very exciting loss, which I think most of us Australians were absolutely okay with. But what did you think of the summer and uh, and where would you grade that?
3: Yeah, I think they obviously had the four wins and only one loss. So I think it's going to be quite a... High grade here. I would probably say, probably a B plus A minus. There's obviously, um, yeah, you had the the retirement of David Warner, and there was a lot of a um, lot of talk of who was going to take over the the opening spot there. So obviously Steve Smith took over there towards the the back end of of the summer. So and he kind of he probably didn't start the way he wanted, it and and then obviously um, nearly got his side over the line in that loss. So yeah, there's some positives there. Then obviously there's still the question marks probably over. Uh, Cam Green at number four there, so there's there's still some um some way to go. So I'll probably go a B plus A minus. I reckon. So there's yeah, I thought they had a pretty good summer, but there's still some room for improvement.
0: Jimmy, you're sitting on the fence here. Is it B plus Ugh. or is it A minus?
3: <laughs> All right, I'll be harsh. I'll go B plus. B
0: plus. I I'm happy with B plus. I think that's I think that's a fair score. I think they should have they should have beaten the West Indies. Um, yeah. So I, I think B plus is a, is a fair score. So, uh, great start, Jem. All right, now you've briefly mentioned it there, so I'm going to bump it up the order. It was a, it was a little bit lower down. I actually had it at number four in the order, uh, funnily enough. But Cameron Green's test return, what are you marking it?
3: Yeah, it was, you obviously you look at the way he got out in that second innings where I think it was yeah second innings where he went to defend it, it's come off his thigh pad and hit and hit the stumps and got bowled. So the luck's not really on his side at the moment, and and he's probably feeling that pressure of. All the talk and the background noise of of him got moving to that number four spot and um and to try and I guess make his his own path down there and how he goes about it, especially when he goes into to bowl as well. He's obviously he'll be pretty tired mentally and physically and then to come out and and have to bat four is um is something pretty tough, especially in that Test arena. And you have days where you're playing at the Gabba and the humidity's high, the temperature's high. Um, it's pretty tough work. So he'll have his work cut out for him, that's for sure. So. Yeah, I think they'll they'll stick with him there for probably another couple of tests, and then um, if he doesn't go well there, then I think um, yeah, he'll definitely start to have question marks on him. So I'd probably have to rate him at the moment. Probably be pretty tough, and probably say a C.
0: C minus. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon C minus. Yeah. F- I feel like he's just below. If he'd hit that fifty, yes. I reckon you'd be you'd be giving him a pass um with some a bit of you know we've, we know he's got a bright future but you, you sort of feel like he's got a bit of confidence going to the next season and you, and you touched on the humidity there I was going through social media uh, during the test match and friend of the show and my mentor Jared Walsh was posting on uh on socials about he was doing the ground announcing and he had this like suit on and it was he was absolutely dripping wet with sweat so Shout out to Walshie. I know that would have been a tough, tough experience for you, but you've done well anyway. And, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you and see it always like looked a,
0: hot up there.
3: Yeah, a number of them where yeah their shirts were just like stuck to them with it, like dripping wet and nearly going like see through, being white as well. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty brutal um, conditions up there, especially when you're they were coming from Adelaide over, where it was pretty nice. Um, conditions up here where it probably felt like yeah. they were playing in, in a bit of aircon up here. Yeah,
0: oh, I know. Oh, it looked awful. Anyway, we'll continue on. The next one we want a rating for is Kevin Sinclair's first wicket celebration.
3: Yeah, I, Did I you, rate you it. You saw it. Yeah, I know a few a few people out there a bit skeptical that he um, he could have got injured doing it, but man, I love the leap. The, the obviously the, he probably didn't stick it very well, so um, but his leap out of that to actually do the uh, the flip was um, something pretty incredible. So. I'm going pretty high. Like, first wicket um, to get Uzi, who was um, Test ICC Player of the Years, is something pretty special to to get that. So I'm going um, – I'm probably going an eight, especially because he was getting quite a lot of tap from Alex Carey to, to begin with. Like, his figures weren't great to, <laughs> to start off with. Like, he was having a pretty rough debut to then um, stick it out there and, and bowl a pretty nice delivery to – yeah, it was the out is um yeah, pretty special in that yeah, and that celebration was um yeah, it was something pretty cool.
0: So you've given him an A. Yeah. There's obviously room for improvement because we didn't give, give an A plus. How do you think yeah. he could have landed it better? Is that the is that the room for improvement there?
3: Yeah, the landing he just probably didn't stick it very well, but um everything else was was pretty good. But yeah, he probably would have been a bit nervous too, obviously doing that. He didn't want to get injured, but um yeah, I think yeah, there's still a little bit of room improvement with the, with the landing, but it'll be interesting to see when he decides to bring it out again.
0: Absolutely. Well, our next one's a, a very cricket-focused one, but we, uh, we love talking about Baz Ball here in Australia, even though we, don't, we haven't subscribed to Baz Ball yet. But Baz Ball is on show in India, and uh, obviously they had a win in the first game. But what do you think? Baz Ball in India. What's your, what's your grade there, Jim?
3: Yeah, there's obviously a lot to a lot to talk about, especially in the media going over to India. Obviously, it's always tough conditions for for all teams going over there and playing. And um, yeah, I think everyone's been very interested to, to see how they go. And yeah, they got up, so um, they obviously got another another couple of tests to go. So um, it'll be very interesting. Obviously, India have come out and had to make another couple of changes with injuries as well. So the basketball could be line again, so um, I just don't want to hear about it. I know it's just it's just annoying. I think especially too because it is obviously England and we're not we're not not really great counterparts with them. So um, when we when you see them doing well and winning in those conditions, it's it's very frustrating. And then obviously they come out and yeah keep claiming this baz boards, um, even more frustrating for us Aussies. So I think I want to be. Uh, it's hard to rate this because you have to take I guess. the the hatred out of it and actually probably try and. Yeah. And they were in a
0: losing position at one point as well. So. And Ollie
3: Pope to come out and nearly get a double century in those conditions too. was pretty remarkable um, innings and yeah. Like, yeah. So it'll be interesting these next couple of tests to actually see how it goes, but they'll probably be taking that confidence and that momentum into, into the next test. So, um, yeah, I think that's probably will be the, the next big test for them. Um, so yeah I think at this stage you'll be I'll probably be sitting in at a B obviously it's B, a, yeah, yeah remarkable like to to get the win but obviously there's yeah the, the next couple of tests will be interesting to to see what Bazball's really like.
0: Yeah. Now you have a little side hustle. Uh, you make coffees uh, on the side. You love your work as a barista at Jenny's bakery. Yep. What would you rate your uh, your coffee skills behind the behind the coffee machine at Jenny's bakery?
3: Gosh, I haven't uh, well, obviously, with it being in cricket full swing and cricket season, I haven't made one in quite a while. But um, yeah, I go through waves, Obviously, depending how how often I work there, so I could be floating between a C to a B plus to even nearly an A minus. But um, yeah it's pretty cool obviously I have a few of the the girls Snapchat me their, their latte art every morning being like <laughs> how do you rate it what can I do better so Oh there um, you go
0: so you could give them some grades
3: Yeah absolutely <laughs> some of them just on the down low some of them are pretty shocking yeah. but you try and um you try and explain like you put in too much air in or something like this and there's actually yeah it's qu- there's quite a lot that actually goes into making sure your milk's right so then you can get that latte art as well but um yeah I could probably float between a c plus to a minus depending on yeah how often i work there but um yeah i'm very fortunate with jenny's bakery that i'm they're very flexible i could not work for a couple of months and then stroll on in and and work um there. So it's more an off season job that one.
0: Love that. Well, uh, yeah. Obviously, listeners in you in the winter, keep your eye out. If you go to Jenny's Bakery, you might you might get Gemma making a coffee for you. So <laughs> yeah, and grab
3: one of the amazing deadly sweets that are there as well.
0: <laughs> and you might you might even end up with one of Gemma's A minus coffees. <laughs> hopefully not one of the C's. <laughs>
3: yeah, hopefully not. Nah, yeah, I'd have to. Okay, I'd go. I was pretty harsh myself. I'd go like probably. I'd be sitting at a B plus. I okay, think. B+, plus. Yep. So that's the yep. final score. Yep.
0: Love that. Well, uh, that's been good fun. I've enjoyed doing the report cards, so it's been good fun. So up next, we've been looking forward to this. Carl Hooper from the West Indies. He is an absolute legend of the game, played with all of the superstars and was one in his own right as well um, back in the 80s and 90s. So can't wait to have Carl on the show. Coming up next...
2: You're listening to The Sacker Cricket Show with Travis Wakeling, focusing on all things cricket in South Australia.
0: Yes, we're back and we're very excited because we have an absolute international superstar on the phone, Gem. Very excited to introduce him in. It's Carl Hooper. Carl Hooper, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. Thanks
1: for having me, mate.
0: So good to speak to you. And obviously, it's been a huge couple of days. How are the celebrations going and how are you going to to turn around from that test match series, incredible test at the Gabba, into into ODI when you're still so excited about what's just happened?
1: Well, you've quickly got a... I suppose the celebration sign now will be open. We had a couple of days to enjoy ourselves. Um, we've actually got almost a new group of players here, some from the, from the Red Bulls, are going to stay on and play white ball, but the majority obviously from the red ball will go home. So totally to different energy, totally to different format. We now, we now, um, uh, actually at the airport, just having left the hotel, um, sort of on our way down to Melbourne to start on Friday.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you've obviously the we, we all saw the clips on online, um, and on the on the television with, with yourself and, and Brian Lara. Um, so emotional after that, after that win, but. It must you must have been it must have been an incredibly proud moment for you to watch the the young West Indies side uh, beat an Australian side that most people are saying are unbeatable at home. Uh, what a, what a moment! And how does it rate compared to some of the other moments that you've been a part of in West Indies cricket?
1: I'll put it in the top I'll put it in the top three in my experience, um, and this is after playing for some eighteen years for West Indies. <laughs> um, I think you know the difference was I suppose is whenever we come to these shores or if we um, you know, travel abroad and play against other tourists or the teams, you, you you know it's a fifty fifty. Because, you know, back then we had a lot of great cricketers. I mean, you know, you just mentioned people like Lara and Ambrose and Walsh and And yourself. A little bit further back. Yeah, you know. No, I'm not in that category but <laughs> doing whatever I do. But but you always know it's a fifty fifty because you can match up with the opposition on any given day. Um, why this victory is so, I suppose, so sweet is that you look at this side and it's not a young side, but it's a very, very inexperienced side. And after being beaten in Adelaide, you know, two and a quarter days, you know, your, your heart tells you that, yes, yes, we can bounce back and do better, but your head tells you no chance, right? And to see these guys, um, You know, to do do what they did in Brisbane in three and a half days against this very good Australian side, if not great Australian side, I mean, you have to be there. Uh, And I suppose the one disappointing thing is that on the third and fourth day, which probably was the, you know, the best days of the test match, the probably was sparse, you know. And and the manner in which it was done, I mean, you had a bloke coming off the the bench sort of with a little busted toe and charging in. from from my end, um, the end that I was sitting in the booth with ABC Radio, um, charging in, non-stop for some 11, 12 overs, and picking up 7, sixty eight. I mean, that's that's that stuff only the cricketing gods could could sign off on. You know, um, you couldn't have written a better script. Um, Final wicket, Castle in, you know, Hazelwood and then running all the way down to the boundary. You got nine West Indians and. So ten West Indians, nine black guys and one white guy sprinting after him trying to catch him. I mean, that was just crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was pretty pretty amazing scenes to, as an Aussie to watch that for the West Indians as well. And were you surprised with how well the both the Joseph boys went, especially Shamar?
1: Um, I didn't know. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I didn't know a lot about Shamar. Shamar is from Guyana, but... Um, the first time I saw him was last year when we were, when we had a we had a it was a T20 game against India in Guyana, and he came and he actually bowled in the net. So I didn't see what I saw a few days ago, um, so I don't really know a lot about him. Um, I saw him in Adelaide, and you think, okay, yes, you know, beginners love. You got a five for your bowl well, but can you repeat? You know, I don't like to judge cricketers after just uh, one test match or even one summer. You've got to be able to back it up, but. but I mean, that, that what he just did was phenomenal. I didn't expect that. Um, of course, the other Joseph I knew, Alzari is a phenomenal bowler, uh, a young bowler too, because al is still somewhere, you know, 25, 26. At the oldest, 27. Um, but uh, I was sort of looking for Alzari Joseph to, to sort of lead the way, but now the other Joseph stepped up,
0: which was great. Absolutely, and you've got... Uh... Not only that, we've I suppose we've we've heard all about the you know Shamar Joseph, and we heard all about and, you know, Alzari played a great role as well up in Brisbane. But you had some incredible fight from Kevin Hodge, Josh De Silva, Kevin Sinclair, and Alzari with the bat as well. Um, when you're in an incredibly tough position after winning the toss and, and electing to uh, bat first, um, that must have been. Pretty inspiring for the rest of the team from that position to have such an an immense fight back. Uh, it must have given them so much pride and so much confidence going into days two, three, and four.
1: Well, yes. I mean, at lunch on the first day, I think they were 65 for five. And, um, you know, in the booth we were talking, oh, is this going to be another 120, 130, Australia, you know, score? And then Australia bat big lead, and then bowl them out again. and We were out of here early in the third day. That wasn't the case. I mean, they rallied up to 311. Uh, you know, the, the keeper, the silver played. He played well. You um, had the silver. You had young Kevin Sinclair on table. You know, 50 odd. You have young Kevin Hodge again. You know, really, really stubborn and gritty. Knock. I think he made uh, 70 or 69 or something like that. And to put put together, a competitive score of 311 was a, was a fantastic effort. You know, and then they backed it up by. Australian all sorts of trouble at twenty four for four, and then again we saw you know Kerry counter attacking and and doing his stuff, you know, and the game was it. The game actually came down to a second innings game.
0: Yeah, it was a it was such a close game the whole way through, and and an exciting game right from the start. And you know, Carl, you played over three hundred games between Test matches and ODI cricket for the West Indies. Have you ever seen a better celebration? than Kevin Sinclair's backflip uh, when he was uh, when he took his first wicket.
1: Yeah, man. Look, I, I, I know about that backflip because I've seen it before and I keep saying to him, I said, man, when are you going to show these people to celebrate you know, the backflip? <laughs> but I reckon I think playing at a gather and a little bit, you know, because um, I normally speak to him in the evening time. He also give me a call and say, oops, what do you think about this? How did I look? And I would say, Kevin, were you nervous? And this, you know, we talk, right? Yeah. Um, and 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 I said, man, you've got to give us a backflip. But I thought when he had when he made the fifty, I would have seen the backflip, even <laughs> though he had pads on. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, that and would no, raise the difficulty. But no, he can't do it. He can't do it. You know, he's a fit lad, man. He's so fit. Yeah. And then I didn't see it, you know. And then I finally showed you a little bit that uh, with the, the, the when he got when he got carried out in the first thing. he gave us a flip, you know. But I said, man, you've got to be yourself. Relax and enjoy it. You know, somebody must have told him, Kevin, you can't do it at this level or something. And all <laughs> the cameras on you and so on. But he's a, man, he's a cracker. I love him so much. He's a cracker.
3: Yeah, absolutely. They love to, to showcase their, their skills. And I guess leading into that, how do we keep these young players playing test cricket for the West Indies? Obviously, you've got the T20 franchises going around now. And that's been a big talk for a while. But how do we keep these young guys playing test cricket for the West Indies?
1: Well, that's the, that's the tricky one. Um you know, we've got now young Joseph bursting on the scene, overnight superstar. Um, you've got franchises, franchises around the world we'll probably just want to have him in the squad just the sake of having him. Um, but it's important, I think, for the board now to act and try and make sure that um, this group of players, and uh, even though, like I said before, they're not young, they're in late twenties, but they've certainly got at least another six, eight, eight years of, well, at 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 the minimum of Test Cricket in them, you try and keep them and see if we can build something um, that is a, that is lasting. Um, so that when we do come on future tours uh, towards the Australia, you can see, you know, Kevin Hodge is still there, McKenzie is still there, Akinese is still there, rather than just seeing a lot, you know, a, a whole new different team with a lot of youngsters unknown to the Australian public. So that'll be a challenge for the board, and, you know, I don't envy them being in that position.
0: Absolutely. Well, mate, you've... Uh... There's a lot of exciting times ahead. And I think with someone like yourself with so much passion and love for West Indies cricket, uh, they are in a very good position to be able to hold on to these players at, at test match level. And I just had a, a one quick question just before we let you go as well. Uh, Carl, you know, you're on tour with the West Indies team, um, you know, needing to sort out your, your dinner, your dinner options for the evening. Do you, I heard a little rumor that uh, you don't, you love ordering Uber Eats, but you don't actually know how to use the app. So you, how do you, how do you get over <laughs> Eats to your hotel room? How
1: did that how get out? <laughs> it's probably I think Tim Payne probably has been whispering, eh? <laughs> you know, this, year, this year, this year, I was rooming with Timpan. When I say rooming with Tim Payne, you know you got these two bed two bed apartments, and you normally use them during the big buys. I, I don't know. I, I've just it's not that I can't use the app, but you know I just prefer to give my wife some work to do. <laughs> we've just arrived. We've just arrived here. This is the address. And I think she takes pleasure in, in order. And, you know, we've got two kids, but she likes to think sometimes. some You know it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess it comes out of so, her card, uh, her uh, credit card no, as well, wouldn't says. it? <laughs> <laughs> nah, well so she done. She says, okay, what do you want? You know, Give <laughs> an order for me. Yeah. Oh, that's outstanding, Carl. Love that story. But thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know you, you're about to jump on a flight down to Melbourne. Good luck for the White Ball Series. Uh, and we'd love to have you back on to talk some more about your career because that deserves some time in the sun as well. So uh, have a great flight, safe travels, and all the best for the o- for the ODI and T20 right. series.
1: Thanks. Thanks. You have a great day, mate. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Carl. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.
0: That was Carl Hooper. What a sensational chat that was. And just hearing him, how much he loves West Indies cricket. Um, he's so passionate. Does some work at the Strikers as a, as an assistant coach. So you would see him around the traps as well, Jim.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's exciting to have someone like him in and around, especially Saka, but for him to then come back and I guess repay the West Indies and help them out as well. It's um yeah, it's pretty special and Nice to have, yeah, former players coming back and helping the younger players come through.
0: Absolutely, it's been it's been fantastic having him on the show. So, uh, very cool. So we have that's that's all we've got time for today. It's been a cracking show. So uh, you've made your debut with a report card. We've had an international superstar, Carl Hooper. We've heard all about what's happening in Premier Cricket. It's been a great one. So if you have missed on missed out on any of the show today, make sure you search the Sacker Cricket Show wherever you find your podcast. You'll be able to listen to the whole thing. And uh, I can't wait for next week's show. There'll be plenty happening. Gemma, you'll be back in the. Seat yep. for another report card as well, so oh, I've got to start planning my content. See what I can see what I can throw at you next week. Yeah,
3: bring it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good luck tomorrow. Good luck for your hundredth game in the WNCL. Hopefully the the girls get up and, and get the job done for you. But thank you, listeners. I hope you've enjoyed the show today, and we'll uh, we'll be back with you next week.